0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben and today we're going to be talking about grace and forgiveness because I think those are two things that can cause a lot of confusion and have caused a lot of confusion in the past, um, you know, as they pertain to the Christian walk. So what are grace and forgiveness? Well, grace is the supernatural empowerment of God to live in righteousness and do the works he's given us to do. Grace is also, uh, it's like you give someone grace, like you give them room to learn and grow even if they're not doing the correct thing. And then forgiveness is obviously forgiveness. So if somebody does something wrong against you, which we do things wrong against God, Sometimes, uh, the forgiveness is there to wipe that away. So it says in the Bible, and this is going to be basic, but I think we need an important reminder. It says in the Bible that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so the unrighteousness is the mistake we made, and the cleansing is the removal of that mistake, and Not only that, the empowerment to live righteously. So I always struggled with this idea of grace when I was a kid because I would sin all the time and I would feel bad or whatever, but I knew I was going to sin again next time. I just knew it was coming. There was no way to avoid it. There was nothing I could do. I was going to screw up again. But that's actually not what the gospel teaches. It says that we have become the righteousness of God and then we live by faith through grace. So so we we have the supernatural empowerment to live out this righteousness. So we've become good trees. So we're not as some, some people teach that we are bad, awful, um, wretched human beings that are always going to mess up and always going to miss the mark and always going to sin. And that's not true. That's not what the Bible teaches. It says, Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone. That's the old, sinful, horrible thing. Behold, the new has come. All things, or all things are made new, depending on what version of the Bible you read. But <clears throat> all things being made new means that we are we we have obtained the righteousness of God and we have his grace empowering us to live in that righteousness so if we confess our sins and then we realize our identity in Christ because this is an important part of living out the Christian faith if you don't know who you are and what Christ has empowered you to do you're not going to be able to live this way or even have this awareness of the ability to live this way You have been made righteous, so you are a righteous tree. So if you sin, that's not your identity. If you sin, if you make a mistake and you go, Oh, I don't want that. That is not who I am in Christ. Lord, I'm sorry, and I want to move forward next time. And we live by the Spirit. He says he'll forgive us of that, cleanse us of that, and we'll move forward. So there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's what it says. So if we're feeling condemned after we've repented, that's not God. That's actually the devil trying to trick you into thinking that you are that bad person who's always going to screw up and always going to sin. Um, we need the transforming of Christ in our lives. Now, the next point of this is to have the clear conscience of, because we need we need a clear conscience if we're going to live in righteousness we can't live in righteousness if our conscience isn't clear and it has to be clear with the holy spirit so something that i found when i was born again again was that the holy spirit was telling me things to do to clear my conscience um you know i i have told on this podcast um I believe the story of me returning a stolen car part and getting my first word of knowledge. If I haven't, uh, it might be on the radio show spirit FM and, and, uh, if that's the case for all you podcast listeners, I apologize, but, but the, the Holy spirit would tell me these things to do to get a clear conscience. So, like I said, I had a problem with lying. If I told the truth, uh, even rate if i told a lie and then i was convicted of the lie and then i repented to christ but then i confessed it to the other person he would show me how to clear my conscience from that and if there was situations where i couldn't tell the person i would just resolve in my heart that if i ever saw them i would tell them and uh, tell who i could you know who i was accountable to and then my conscience would be clear before god and again the clear conscience is really important and as paul says A clear conscience doesn't even necessarily make you innocent, but it allows you to live in this way, live by the Spirit, to listen to the Holy Spirit, what he has to say, and then know that you truly are living in God's righteousness because your consciousness doesn't condemn you. And uh, conscientiousness of sin, saying like, I did this in the past, that's not the same as being like, Ooh, this thing is going wrong right now. Um, I hope I hope I can make that difference clear. I don't know if that was super clear, but but you know, like I've um, in the past, I've looked at pornography, and if I go into my head and I say, "Oh, I've looked at pornography," so I'm blemished with that forever, and that's you know one strike against me, and it's going to be um, the end of my world and existence as we know it then I'm condemned in my mind uh, by the devil for something that I've repented of because it wasn't something that I wanted to partake in and it wasn't something that I, I choose to be a part of my identity and that I accept as practicable in my Christian walk. So I have been forgiven of that. And not only that, but Christ has empowered me and given me tools. I know for, uh, especially for sexual sin, fasting has been essential for my freedom in that area. But, but Christ has empowered me to live free of that. And obviously we can choose to sin. And if we're not careful, uh, it says that the devil prowls like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. So he's he's sneaking around looking for opportunities. So we need to be, uh, as, as Peter says, alert and sober-minded. But we're able to be free from the sin. It's not just a metaphorical righteousness that we get from being in Christ. It's not just Uh, righteousness like oh yeah we get to go to heaven but here we're screwed up while we live on earth we'll never understand how to live righteously or how to live in God's supernatural empowerment of grace that's not true we can live free from sin and in the righteousness of God now because that's what Jesus died for and that's how we're to be salt and light to the earth it's how we're to love people around us and be not of this world. We're to live righteously is confusing, and even to Christians, because the teaching that you're going to be trapped in sin your whole life and there's going to be something wrong with you all the time is so prevalent in the church. Um, we have so much teaching on uh, Romans 8, I can think of, where it says, you know, the things I. Don't uh, I do want to do, I can't do, and the things I don't want to do, these things I keep on doing, wretched man am I. And we say, oh, that's Paul talking about the Christian walk. Well, it's not. In chapter 7 before that and chapter 9 after that, it's talking in the context of trying to find Christ, living life without Christ, because that's, that's exactly what it's like to live without the Holy Spirit. The things you don't want to do, you end up doing, And then the things you want to do, you won't do because you don't have the power of the Spirit, and you're just trapped. But as you can see, when it goes to chapter nine, it says, "Who will save?" Or sorry, uh, in the end of chapter eight, it says, "Who will save me?" And then it goes to chapter nine. It says, "Thanks be to Christ Jesus." It it talks about Christ being the solution to the doing what you don't want to do problem, and living in the Spirit, living by the Spirit, is a way that we can truly be free from sin says who the sun sets free is free indeed and that why would the bible say that if we couldn't truly be free from sin now i understand that if you're not living in this way and you are uh, feel trapped in sin then you uh, you might be confused or even angry at what i'm saying but I, I completely understand where you're coming from I did live like that I experienced that where I was trapped in sin and I had no way out now I have made mistakes since I've been born again again but they haven't they haven't been because God wasn't good enough to keep me from sin they were all very uh, intentional uh, declines where I chose okay I'm gonna uh, watch this super smut movie and then you know there ends up being... A, a, a lewd scene or whatever. And I'm just, you know, and, and that pollutes my thought life. So it's like the, the sin that comes into my life is fairly intentional now. And I, I hate to say that, um, I'm still growing and learning and, and, uh, selfishness is something that I'm still getting rid of in myself, you know, dead, dead to self, alive in Christ. And, but I still am able to live in the power of the Spirit and not think that I'm always going to screw up. I just, I just don't think that way. I don't think that, that around the corner is another mistake for God to beat me over the head with. I think that if I live by the Spirit, if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, then He'll guide me into the righteousness and I've been made righteous. I am righteous according to Christ and according to the scriptures. So I'm able to live righteously. Uh, A really good analogy I heard um, by a guy named Dan Moeller is an apple tree doesn't make apples because it's uh, trying really hard to prove it's an apple tree. Like we're not trying to be righteous to prove that we're a righteous tree. No, we just bear righteous fruit because we are already a righteous tree. We're not trying to squeeze out the righteous fruit like, look, I'm a righteous tree, because that's not how it works. We just, we solidify ourselves in our identity in Christ as righteous. We have repentance in our hearts and we move forward knowing that God will keep us from sin and and that he will, if we're living by the Spirit and we're listening to the Spirit, he will give us the tools to deal with sin. Like I said, fasting has been an essential part of me dealing especially with sexual sin or any kind of uh, anger or anything. So we have that from God. But I need to kind of specify something or, or pick nitpick myself a little bit because uh, a lot of people will take this teaching and then... Do the whole license for immorality thing where they're like, oh, yeah, God's going to forgive me and I'm a righteous tree. So I do whatever I want. It's like, no, no, because self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. So if you're just doing whatever you want and you have no self-control, you're not living by the spirit. You're not living in the righteousness of God. It Paul even says, should we take his grace as a license to sin? It's like, no, no, heck no. That's not what it's about. The freedom is freedom to live righteously. It's not freedom to do whatever you want. Now, you can do whatever you want. Nobody's stopping you. But to choose Christ, that's why we lay down our lives. We choose to follow Christ. And then we are empowered to live in his righteousness. And that forgiveness that comes... Is empowering us to live, bearing righteous fruit. Because if we're uh, if we're in a place where we're like, oh, God's gonna forgive me for whatever I do, so you just do whatever you want. That's not repentance, and that's a super dangerous place to be in. And I pray that your heart would move from that place, and God would show you um, His love and mercy and why He's worth going after and fully committing and giving up the things we think that we want. Um, but but yeah, it's not a license to sin. So I just wanted to make that really, really clear. Now, if we do sin, that forgiveness is instant. I know I already said it, but I, I just want to say it again. If we sin and we confess, sorry, it's not inst- like you don't sin and then get forgiven without a change of heart and mind but if we if we turn our hearts to god if we confess our sin to god and then to uh, a brother or somebody to keep us accountable then we're able to move forward knowing that that is forgotten it's gone you know it says as far as the east is from the west uh that's how far the lord's separated his sins away from us and that's an eternal long space excuse me that's an eternally long space so that's how far your sin is away God's not even looking at it he's just looking at you and how valuable you are and how beautiful you are and all the things he made you to be and so we live in the spirit loving God loving people and we're gonna see the fruit of righteousness come out of our lives because he's made us righteous trees and his grace and forgiveness actually it's, it's not to condemn us. It's to empower us to live righteously. I hope this was coherent. I hope this was um, fairly understandable. If you have any questions, feel free to comment. Uh, I would love to engage with you in conversation about this. Um, blessings. I uh, <laughs> Again, I'm concerned that it won't be super clear, but uh, you know what is clear is God loves you, Jesus died for you, and living righteously is possible through the power of the Spirit and the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So, have a great day, slash evening, slash afternoon, slash whatever it is, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye now.